Listening to Theater Mix, a brand new podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to our first ever podcast by Art Remix. So I'm Isa. Uh, together with me is Leah. Say hi. Hi guys. And we also have Kuya Nico with us. Hello. Just to introduce um, our organization. So we're just a group of people who basically met in UST. Who ha- uh, has this one passion that brought us together, which is basically theater. So we're theater enthusiasts. And eventually, we actually grew into becoming um, practitioners, such as actually we began starting with just college productions, uh, here and there becoming performers. And one of us, like Guyanico, he was uh, one of our directors. And I, I was also in a, an ensemble group with uh, Leah as well. Coming from that, we actually just banded together prior to the pandemic. And of course, we found ourselves, in a sense, uh, clinging to each other's company again during the pandemic. One of our proponents in the organization, actually in our group of friends, uh, he got to tap us to start this organization, no? Or like, basically just start this group or um, rekindle somewhat our passion for theater through um i think that was uh covers is that right yeah yeah it started with covers yeah um like i think you uh did a couple actually we did a couple few uh weeks or months back yeah and tell me how 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 did you guys got tapped into an uh, art remix how about well, you and nico sorry well, sorry around that time of course, the pandemic was still ongoing and we were all lost figuratively and literally on what to do. And the theater industry also stopped. So everybody needed some kind of uh, an escape from all the pressure, from all the anxiety that we were experiencing. And at that time, uh, one of our friends that's part of our core group um, messaged me and they wanted to do something that's related to theater. So right there and then, I, I thought about it for a while, but I agreed right away. So that's why I'm here. Actually, the term being tapped is kind of funny because literally, it was just a mess. How do you tap people these days? Like, it's just messaging, no? Like, for me, I just expressed one night on Twitter that I kind of miss theater. Then suddenly, I'm like, hey, do you want to join us? <laughs> it's super <laughs> casual. Isn't that like the same, ano, same thing that happened to you, Leah, diba? Parang, Yeah, it was. drag into this uh, GC and like, hey, let's start this thing. Yeah, then, yeah, that's true. But little did we know that it was just a single message and then we got to actually creating this. And for us, I, I think since, you know, we've been um, quite familiar with doing theater and somewhat um, expressing ourselves through... Um, covers um coming together this kind of actually shows or unites to some sort of vision that um we want to recognize our passion and the experience that we have and make something more out of it especially during this pandemic now and of course i guess we just missed each other we missed (laughs) working together we missed working together although we we 
would have wanted to be together in you know face to face but uh due to the circumstances we just had to adapt to what we have right now and thank god for technology because we sure. can communicate through discord through the different platforms that we have right now and uh it somehow makes the collaboration that we're doing and what we're going to do possible Agree. so in a sense like even if um the feeling of or clinging to um one another uh during this pandemic actually uh brought us into creating something oddly no so um other than that say, going back to when we all began for example i myself uh i was just you know someone who's really coming into the group like before we all met together um i was just someone who is really um wanting to have an outlet in theater because all my life I've, i wasn't able to push back i think that was when i started in college and i wanted to um find an expression or find a group of people who's in theater because in in high school i wasn't able to do that i was focusing on other things academics something like that and that's um coming from that i just came into this um group of people actually in in usd like ako talaga mag-isa lang ako i i just came to the organization and then found this group of people like nagugulat lang sila na ikaw lang talaga mag-isa and like i was isolated in my college <laughs> It was that strong for me. It, it felt like I want to go or be into theater was that strong for me that it didn't matter where whether I was with someone or not. And then I just found this group of people. And then coming from there, um, ayun, I get every opportunity that I got, I jumped to it. Eventually, I grew into knowing Kuya Nico. I, I, I got... Uh, I got uh, bonded with Leah and then who are you know through our dimension network lang but through these group of people like expanding opportunities much more like right now this is also an opportunity for me to express to express our love for theater or for um the craft that we want diba so for me um that's how somewhat a brief overview of my um passion talaga for theater that just keeps on burning until now I I don't know. Maybe it's something very natural. I think it's very natural among us, no? Talagang, we kind of cling to it. Talagang babalik at babalik tayo sa theater. Yes, yes. Yes, it's that's like, very true. It's like an itch that you have to scratch every now like, and then. It's just, it's just something there all the time. You can't put it away. You can't do anything. It's just there and you like it being there. You love How about you, Leah? How about you? How, how did it start for you? Oh, well, um, for me, it started when I was, if I'm not mistaken, nine years old when I joined this workshop. And it was, it was actually the, the main reason why I was in that workshop was because of singing. But then it was a musical theater workshop. So in, since it's not just singing, it's acting and dancing. Mm-hmm. And Leah. This is acting <laughs> and dancing. Leah. Yes, it's little me. Imagine me like just dancing weirdly. But. From there, I started. Wow, wait! I love this. I love what I'm doing. I at an at that kind that age, I already knew that I love theater. The moment I came in, I was like, "Yeah, I love this. I love theater." And then it just went went uh continued in grade school. I was part of the drama club. High school, I was part of the drama club. And in USD, I was part of the same org that we all are, that we all were. And then actually, I transferred to um a new school. And I took AB Theater Arts, so I made. I'm I'm glad 
for that decision because I, I made the decision based on my passion, based on what I want to actually do in life and make my passion a lifestyle. So that's me. How about you, Kuya Nico? Wait. Where did theater come from? Uh, it might from? take a lifetime to talk about <laughs> it. No, no, I'm, so, I'm just joking. Um, I really wanted to just perform. That was what I really wanted ever since elementary. And I would just perform, you know, in different programs or different events in school. And I didn't have that, you know, um, very narrowed down passion for theater. I just wanted to perform. I just wanted to be on stage. And when I got into college, uh, I joined the choir. And then by the time I was third year, I, I think I joined the org that uh, we we were part of. We were all part of. And uh, it didn't really spark that much right away, that kind of, you know, the, the theater bug. I just really wanted to perform. But after after college, that was the time that I missed doing it when I was already working. There was something missing in me when I was working. There was something that I I wanted to fulfill. And uh, I still joined productions even after college. And it just continued and continued for so many years up until, you know, I, I got into my quarter life and I got that, uh, you know, what quarter life people would usually experience, that kind of crisis in terms of career. Okay. Yes, and uh, by that point, I just had to think about, just to stop and think about what I wanted to do with my life. And uh, eventually that led me to doing theater and to, into studying theater uh, as my master's, which I'm uh, wanting to finish, you know, right now, with uh, even with the pandemic, I, I want to finish it so that I could do more with what I have already uh, studied. And um, somehow it led me to this, to Art Remix, and I'm just glad that I'm here with you guys so we could, you know, collaborate and help each other out. I think that's um, it's very true to anyone who's really, um, I mean, before it begins to be passionate. I don't know, it's, it's too natural for someone who's in, the passion for theater seems so innate because it's strong, it's that strong when it calls. Like, um, for example, Koyaniko is really going to um, find, he found his way back to theater uh, as so much that he uh, took a uh, master's for it. And as for Leah, some sometime very early in her life, she realized it and she just went through with it. And even in college, she just had to decide to really pursue it. And personally, me, then um, right now, I might be um, into somewhat of a formal um, industry, but still, I need, I cling for that. I cling for theater. It's like, um, come to think of it, whether you're ano, constantly in theater, you never run out of that fuel or that burning passion for theater. And then for someone who's somewhat um, like me, I, I, I'm not constantly in the industry or doing anything related to theater. I, I still cling to it. It's very natural. I, I don't know. It's just a great realization. Talaga na. I don't know. That, it's that strong. It's some sort of force. And like right now, there's this stronger force that's kind of, um, I wouldn't say limit, but challenges our passion for it, which is the pandemic. A lot has changed in the industry since the pandemic, right? Like I think yeah. the National Pinico before, the snap, it was gone. I mean, it, 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 not to say gone, but like it completely changed. Because we yes, can't I... do anything physical right now. Yes, I, I would, I, I remember that, that 
time, early 2020, we were doing a production in Dulaang UP. Uh, it was a rerun of the play about uh, Rosa Henson, Nana Rosa. Mm. And we were on our second oh, week. Like... Yes, we were on the second week. And um, at that point, the news, you know, the news about the coronavirus was already uh, gaining traction. Um, many people, uh, it started with like one case, two cases, and then just, you know, multiplied and multiplied. So we were at that point now, are we still going to pursue? Are we still going to continue the yeah. the whole run? And uh, the lockdown happened and we didn't have any other choice but to totally stop the production because it will endanger the people, not just the actors or the production team, but the audience that will watch the play. So yeah. uh, at, at that point, we thought that this pandemic wouldn't last this long. Mm-hmm. We thought that it would just last for a month. Yeah, we were hopeful. We'll all come back. Yeah, yeah. actually, if we I may hopeful. share, I kind of have the same uh, situation. Because when pandemic happened, early 2020, I was actually working on my thesis with my thesis mate, my batchmate. And we were supposed to do this device theater thing. But then pandemic struck and we had to stop our thesis altogether. And then during the pandemic, we had to make a new thesis because our plans, we couldn't do it that's just online. So we had to stop everything altogether. And we really didn't think also that the pandemic would be this long. I mean, it's 2021. We're almost at 2022. And we're still here. True. So, yeah. Yes. And on my end, as I remembered that moment, as a mar- as I was the marketing manager of the season that year, uh, it was kind of a difficult decision to stop because you know you had to you had to consider all the logistics everything that you have to pay for all the, the all the refunds that you have to think about so it was it was such a, a you know a terrible moment to remember but of course you had to you had to be considerate of the situation and um maybe for some time uh we just had to like hide and you know not really uh think about other things but just to survive exactly right yeah. it was that moment that we were on autopilot we just wanted to survive we needed to make sure that our families are safe we just wanted to to um secure our places that we're not exposed to the virus but eventually eventually we came to a point that we had that hunger you know we already felt that hunger for something to do for something to to um, entice or to to stimulate our creative juices, and um, maybe that's why also art remix happened uh, because of that hunger, because of that um, need or want to to do something to uh, have that uh, stimulation of creative juices, and uh, and because of that, um, I, I I think. Um, other companies, other theater companies, even the theater schools, also thought about you know doing something that will be um, manageable with the circumstances that we have right now. Yeah, I agree. We had as we have this yeah. urge to always do something. We have this urge for the creativeness that we have to do. We we got hungry. Exactly, we got hungry for it. And all these schools, all these organizations, even. Artemix, we all we are just like 
okay, we're done being hungry. We have to do something about it. We need to eat. So that's what we did. That's what everyone did. We all we all found a way to keep theater going. It it may have like paused for a while, but we we were we're all able to do it now. How about you, Isa? Um, um during that time, um when was the point that you somehow felt that uh that yearning for theater or for doing something creative? Like I said, it's a constant um it's a constant thing in you to inherently want any touch of theater to for me it's just to f- actually feel alive again. The need for that in this pandemic is really strong because let's admit that um this is such a um like we're all under a dark cloud this pandemic. So we really needed to have that. So every now and then I go back to what? Uh for example, uh we had this chance uh last year in 2020, right? A phantom had this um fee streaming of their show just as yeah. well uh in the philippines the man or in the local scene uh because it makes me feel that um you know, I, I get that hint of oh a show that kind of in a sense satisfies my very um i i wouldn't be a little bit modest about this anymore of course i was fr- frustrated when the pandemic hit and i couldn't watch all the shows that i was looking forward to watch i think that's right now one of the most important things that helps the theater industry survive now is it like i think what you call that is like zoom productions so basically uh for people who are mounting production i think they call it uh zoom productions they're basically creating this online platform to be able to say that the show is still going on having this platform let's uh let's go about discussing that for um today like um what is it let's say um how it's been the pandemic uh how how this uh zoom productions has been doing uh through probably how we experience it for me as far as i know i just just get to watch these productions that are probably uh um through this new setup right now and since of course i think leah and Pianico, both of you had experiences being part of these you can also share some of your thoughts regarding that now for me, I could speak from uh, my experience being part of Leah's thesis production. So, uh, Leah, uh, I, I guess you can um, tell us more about how it started, how how everything started, and how you guys managed on your side. At first, I was completely lost because I my my thesis is a playwriting thesis, and of course, being still a theater major, I had to produce my thesis. And it was very hard for me to try to grasp at how can I make this an online production? But yes, I've yeah. been in um other online productions. I was actually a sound designer for uh, another production in my school, but I wasn't heading that. I was just a sound designer. So now when it came to my thesis, I was like, okay, how do I actually go about this? So I asked my uh, my friends who's actually headed... um zoom productions and such and it was a really long process and it really is a big transition from uh live theater to online theater i think that's where our are the the quote that we always say the show must go on so no matter what happens we are still going to put up a show that's correct that's correct uh it's like um no pandemic no coronavirus can even stop people from from doing Doing what they love and then now we're in our case, that's theater. For uh, for my part, for my experience, 
it was uh, a, a different feeling when Leah messaged me and she was uh, asking me to audition for her play. And um, I thought about it. I thought about the different considerations of how can we even mount it on a Zoom platform? I mean, all the, you know, the acting, the... Uh, the actual staging, it, it feels, uh, at first, I, I felt really hesitant to do it because I didn't know what will happen. I didn't know if it will really, you know, if it will really um, come out as we want it to be, as we want, as we expect it to be. But looking back with the process that we've, uh, we've encountered, that we've experienced, and the actual output that we've uh, shown on our platforms, it felt that it's as if that we're doing it in a live setting. It's just that we are in a different, you know, in a different realm, in the digital <laughs> realm. But it somehow feels same but different, if you know what I mean. It's like you're you always feed off the character, your co-actors, because you can see them. But now it's more of you have to use your imagination to see them in your own room when they're in the, the other side of the zone or something. Yes, yes. You, <laughs> It seems like a different challenge altogether that you had. You have to imagine how your your co-actor will now react to what you're saying. So somehow, as an actor, you tend to uh, do more. You tend to think more. You tend to feel more because your co-actors are not with you physically. But uh, what I really liked with what we did is that um, somehow everybody uh, joined in the you know, in the bandwagon of feeling each other, of uh, trying to have that uh, foresight of how will how will each other react to uh, the different um, scenes, to the different dialogues, and um, it was a it was quite a risk, I will say, Leah, when we attempted to do it live. The thing about live is that there's so many things you have to consider because because you have to consider all the tech. All the Wi-Fi. Like, imagine if it's live, if you're streaming live, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of a play, you your Wi-Fi goes down, or maybe something went wrong with your laptop or your camera. It's just another feeling of panic. It's a different feeling of panic. <laughs> like you always, you will panic backstage when something goes wrong. It's like it's the same thing here, but just a different kind of panic. Yeah, and at this point, the panic is somehow you know out of your hands because you're dealing with the internet uh, yeah. connectivity <laughs> you're and dealing with all the lags with all the uh problem maybe you, you know uh your laptop might bust so those things that you have to to think about but you know um with the zoom productions i've also seen with the reactions uh, especially with Leah's thesis, um, people, you know, somehow joined in the emotional journey of the characters. I, I was a bit, um, you know, ambivalent in the sense that people might not catch on the story because we're doing it, oh, you know, in the in a digital things. Right. Mm, so uh, there was this point that I was worried if they will even understand or feel the emotions that we're expressing in the production since just they're just seeing it on a screen and uh maybe they're you know uh, they're opening other tabs as the play goes on but with the people that i've uh, in invited to watch 
most of them or, or all of them rather uh, they all felt and they all um watched the whole play they managed to understand what was going on in the play and what happened with the uh, with the characters so i i i guess that maybe despite our you know despite our initial hesitations or possible worries with the platform it somehow works what what can you guys uh, say about that um actually go go ahead leah <laughs> sorry oh actually i think yeah it works um we're adapting we're changing we're we're learning how to do things we're learning how to keep the show going and i think besides the besides the thing that Another good thing about what happened, what not really what happened, but another good thing, thing that Zoom productions are able to give to us is that it's become more accessible. Theater has become more accessible. Yes. If, like if there's a plane, let's say Luzon, and you're all the way in Mindanao, how are you able to? How are you going to watch that? But now because of because of technology, it's people from all over the country can actually watch a play in Luzon or besides in Mindanao. And if I'm not and if I'm not mistaken, there are other shows out there in the other side of the world, and we can still watch it. You know so that's really yeah. true. That's really true. Mm. Uh, you guys remember when I would uh, invite you guys to watch in UP? You know, <laughs> you know how far mm. away that is from your yeah. homes. No, so yeah. with yeah. the digital like production, city. and then yeah, right? it's like man. It's like you're traveling to a province. It's that far away, but um, yeah. But I appreciate with uh, with what uh, Leah mentioned is that the accessibility has been really there. Um, people from uh, different places, not just in the Philippines, but you know, even abroad, you can invite them to watch and without worrying that they will get late or will miss the show, since <laughs> it's you just with the with the click, you can watch it whenever you want you know however you want so yeah I, I that's one um i think advantage of the transition that we're experiencing right now i i'm just super appreciating how things develop like yes there's the pandemic there was a challenge and then it actually works and it's actually what's happening right now what's happening right now is that um like what leah mentioned no that where theater is evolving in that sense, but people, let's say, in theater, and even people who are enthusiasts, people who are watching, would say, is that actually theater? For example, in my perspective, there is an internal conflict as to whether this is actually a quote-unquote theater show because not actually in a theater. I'm just watching it my screen. And like I feel like there's a lot taken away. And I think that's also one of your initial issues, right? There's also this perspective of it actually works. And a lot of people are appreciating it. And there are challenges for people who feels like it doesn't work and for people who think that it does work. We've uh, discussed that in our master's class, in our uh, graduate class, because um there are scholars who are proposing or who are claiming that uh, for a theater to be called as such it has to be live because it's the essence of a theater performance it's liveness and uh, the point where it disappears is when the the the, the play ends 
you know that moment that um uh, liveness that um present moment is what makes it a theater production but then uh, of course when technology evolved and there are many um, this is pre pandemic and you know the the usage of video uh design the use of video clips uh that are included in theater or in performances uh here and abroad uh somehow changes that mindset of um theater as just purely live and right now in our uh setup in our situation that has become more and more evident that uh you know when we talk about theater it's not uh entirely anymore um just constrained in the liveness in the in it being in the moment quote unquote but um of course you know there's still people who prefer to watch something on, in a live setting and that's a you know a matter of preference but in in, uh, in the case of trying to make theater alive continuing to make it alive despite the circumstances i guess the zoom productions are a welcome uh are a welcome development in our case how about you leah what do you think of it i agree yeah. um the the thing about theater it's live yes but there if you notice there's some parts already of theater that are sometimes recorded like i was i was actually thinking um of the song satisfied from hamilton there's a part there's you know it doesn't the the actor doesn't actually sing rewind wine wine it's actually in the instrumental already and another thing when you put an led screen that's it's already there um it's like that and on other things zoom productions are not only just recorded like what we did for my thesis it was actually live as much as theater is all about live there's things that are evolving in it and it still makes it live if if you guys get me okay uh good question like how does it me right now i'm trying to imagine because i like the essence of theater being present, physically present, it coincides with the fact that it is live. You, you, whatever you're taking in, the things you're listening to, the the story that you're um, seeing is also um, live. Um, when it comes to uh, Zoom productions or uh, everything happening in the virtual platform, things are still live. It's not physical. Would it be the same? Would it be better? Would it be just different? If it's different, how exactly? Just just a couple of questions that um gets me um wondering. You know, because exactly I know how it feels like when it's live, right? How would that um be compared to Zoom productions right now? Or I I'm also thinking about it. It would be still possible to have a different appreciation for it, right? Yes, and I guess it's part of the transition that we are, you know, trying to find our way through the uh, uh, from the practitioners and even with the audience. So I guess the hesitation in the beginning is natural, since uh, we were also accustomed to seeing it live. But then now that we are aware that this is going to be like the norm for for quite a while, I, I guess it's um, important that we, uh, you know, somehow get to see the beauty in the productions that are done through Zoom. But of course, um, 
uh, I think we've mentioned this during our conversations uh, pre- prior to this podcast that we uh, that it's really dependent on the material. One, second, it's also uh, depending on the the writing. Yeah, the writing that uh, the the playwright and how uh, he or she managed to you know think about or consider that this is going to be a Zoom production. And then the direction and the acting as well on how you will try to engage your audiences in this particular platform, as compared exactly. to when you're when you're doing it in a live setting. Um, of course, I haven't experienced it, but I can't imagine number one how would like would a Zoom production be able to uh hook me or like make me feel the magic that I feel. That's why I love theater so much, right? It's because of the magic it makes me feel both when I'm performing or when I'm watching. Will it be able to do the same thing? Will it be able to hook me? I'm not sure if it's um right now I'm thinking of it as a perspective on, of an audience, but I feel that a huge responsibility in making um in allowing the magic or hooking the audience uh, comes into how it's actually made or created, right? I think that's a very good um, question to ask. Like, how do these Zoom productions actually happen? Um, yeah, actually, if I, if I may uh, say it, um, during my thesis, right, I told you I was lost was because lost. everything hinges on tech. Like, literally everything. Because you, you have to make sure your Wi-Fi is fine. You have to make sure your laptop, your desktop is fine. Make sure the camera doesn't glitch or whatever and you have to you have to find your own mic and and as much as possible you have to have like earphones that don't aren't really seen because the moment you see let's say you do a period piece like what um we uh, i was able to uh be a part of a production that it was sort of a period piece and just imagine if you you had like headset instead of like those very um discreet um earphones it it ruins it. So you really have to think of everything tech-wise. And you also have to think of your background. Basically, it's the tech and the logistics. It's it's what the whole thing, in my opinion, hinges on. The fact that it, the tech plays a big part. I mean, now in Zoom productions, it, online productions, rather, it plays even a bigger part. Yes, yes. I, I agree with Leah, Leah, what Leah mentioned. And... Um, I just uh, recalled about my experience in your thesis production where, you know, uh, back then when we uh, were doing it live, of course, you as an actor would focus more on your on your acting, on your performance itself. But now that we're doing it via Zoom, we had to make adjustments and we have to take certain hats. We have to, you know, put some certain hats now, like uh, doing our lights. You know, uh, making sure that we are wearing our costumes or preparing our costumes ourselves, doing our makeup, and all of these things that, you know, uh, would, in a normal setting, uh, there are people who will help you with that. But now that you are uh, basically by yourself, so you, you had to adapt, you had to be resourceful so that you can still manage to to make it work. Yeah, that's true. Another thing, another thing that, you, that popped in my head when you were talking to you, Nico, is that actors are doing everything. Like how in in backstage, usually backstage, um, when you're acting, you you can ask help. Like, hey, can you help me with the makeup? Hey, can you help me with my hair? But now it's just gone because you're the only one there. 
another thing that I'm thinking of is that the the fact that everyone because when you're doing a an online production, all of you are in one singular room, um, online room, quote and unquote. When it was during live productions, there's always the dressing room, and then there's the backstage, and then there's the tech booth. I I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like another thing that's actually come uh, a good thing that came out from this online production is that everyone in the whole production, actor, tech, uh, director, SM, PM, and all that, we're all stuck in one room and we get to bond. It's like it's like the backstage, but for everyone, if I make sense. Yes, it's uh, I, I get what you're saying, Leah. It's as if the hierarchies that you know were present or were subconsciously present in the production suddenly became disappeared. Uh, yeah, it disappeared. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's a good thing, you know, to make it uh, like uh, so that the production team and the cast would bond more, would have this uh, uh, community of sorts as they as they go through this production. And with uh, my experience with your production, I felt that. When we were, you know, sharing uh, about our experiences related to the story that we're gonna mm-hmm. tell in the play, and um, that's a really good uh, development, I guess. That maybe, and uh, hopefully, we can still practice even if we go back to doing it on a live setting. That's true. That's true. Do yeah, it actually. Um, when Leah mentioned, I mean, um, what she mentioned, like this big one room where everyone is. Um, included in it. Such a, it's somewhat of a unifying um, element. Or that, that's something new that really comes up with uh, this new setup. Yeah, that's true. That I, I mean, wouldn't, in a way, it sounds actually great because I, I haven't experienced it in the in the actual setup, but in comparison or like just seeing like how would that be, it, it sounds actually nice to be united despite this uh despite being not physically together but being united by that one room like you mentioned yeah that's true it's like all the walls just came down and if i remember and based on my thesis i read like when nico said we had the sharing moment i feel like when those sharing moments come it's mostly for for those people in the dressing room but then during that time we all were able to share and that that's what that's a connection that we made with each other. <clears throat> most people would make connections. Uh, most when it comes to theater, most people do connections when you're actor to actor, right? While you're there, but you we were still able to do that online because of all the sharing from everyone and in the front. And when I mean everyone, I mean everyone. So you guys are connected. I feel like it was it um the connection was more in a sense. Yes, yes. Mm. I, I, I really agree with that. The Guys, do you think that um, Zoom productions are here to stay? Um, I, th- I think it has to because it will naturally um, it will naturally be one of the important uh, evolutions in theater that even if we come back, may or may not uh, be able to completely stay the same way but there's a lot of learnings from this that um will surely be brought to after the pandemic 
like all the learnings that we came from that came from this experience these zoom productions even if let's say people would eventually still prefer to really go back in the physical setup there are a lot of learnings from this zoom experience or zoom production experience that in one way or another will still be brought to the people who watch zoom productions who are part of the zoom productions yeah i agree um zoom productions as much as we all crave for that face-to-face physical theater again as of now this is this is what theater is now so right now it's the best next best thing i believe and sure when the pandemic's over um we'll go back to physical but as isa said we will be able to um be able to get from what we learned from doing these zoom productions and apply it to the physical theater again and not only just the technical stuff we can all we're also going to get the learnings like the whole like the whole one big room thing we can take that and put it in the physical theater and for sure if we already connected that way to a screen what more if we connected in that way is actually a physical yeah. sense it's more it's just a big ball of connection that's good changing <laughs> on lia's uh uh thoughts I-, i guess uh yeah when we go back to the physical live uh performance i guess it will be a challenge and also an exciting thing for directors to ponder on how they can innovate their productions their stagings with using this digital platforms using zoom or zoom doing other you know uh things that are available to us right now since we are already transitioning into a new decade so probably it can be uh it can be you know a, a new thing that we that we practitioners can actually uh make use of you know in in terms of innovating and since theater is also you know evolving every single every single time so it's it's something that uh, excites me as well and um when when leah mentioned about you know the bond that was uh, created because of the zoom productions i i really hope that uh when we go back to doing it live again perhaps we can appreciate more the company of each other since <laughs> before of course we didn't uh, expect something like this to happen so when we go back the appreciation for each person involved in the production would be more would be uh, i mean we will appreciate each other's contributions each other's um involvement and you know the the effort that everybody gives in a production like i'm really uh, in a sense even looking forward that to how the next step of the evolution of theater given this pandemic coming from the need to um adapt or evolve in this pandemic and how the transition would be afterwards you know how Uh, for sure, the experiences in this pandemic has left a mark in how we've always done theater, one way or another. Right. So I think we're able to discuss a lot about Zoom productions coming from our personal experiences of it and how how we even think about it or how we see it. Like there's a this perspective of um, is Zoom productions an actual uh, experience of theater or not? But then again, there's the there are these advantages such as it being a lot more accessible these days. It's actually one of my favorite things because essentially, um, the messages that theater wants to convey that's one of my favorite things in theater. They always want to convey something, 
in this Zoom production setup, there's also a huge challenge in making sure that that message comes across, right? That's why, like, a lot goes into mounting this. Like what Leah said, that there's uh, the very, very huge importance of tech. Actually, come, uh, come to think about tech, um, it's something that's usually behind the scenes. Not even behind the scenes. It depends on where your um, tech is located in a theater. But normally, it's behind the scenes in theater. But right now, there's huge highlight for it. Because without the tech, um, there wouldn't be a show. You wouldn't be able to. Basically, whatever is, is consisted in tech or technology that comes into creating a theater, it can't happen. You get to do a lot of things. Like Leah mentioned, you're everyone as an actor you're everyone already you're doing your own tech you're doing your own makeup i also like that because that creates a different kind of learning experience for an actor for someone who's in theater actually not just a, an actor a director a stage manager what have you so there are a lot of things like right now for me i'm realizing that there's a lot more to what uh, an audience can see if you really think about what goes into um, our, our Zoom productions right now. But I think essentially uh, a unifying idea, yes, it has evolved, it had challenges, and in a way you may even think that it's modified right now. But still, there is theater. And there's, you know, coming back to our personal experiences, there will always be this burning passion for it. Right? That's one of my favorite things. And like, actually, Going back to, um, for example, what our group of people or this organization, Art Remix, is about, it's basically that um, having a group of people who has the who has this um, burning passion for something and really using that to create different things or express it, such as through Zoom productions, through um, what we've been doing before, uh, covers through um, visual arts. I think that's essentially what Art Remix is. Am I right? We have a lot of projects lined up starting for, uh, with this production. I, I mean, s starting with this. Sorry, I keep on saying Zoom Productions. Starting with this podcast. Like, this is just our first episode. In our upcoming episodes, we'll be discussing a lot more about not just theater, but in different um, areas of performing arts as well. You can also check on Sarah Vera's uh, Let's Rock, available on Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube as well. You can also check out Clint Andres' um, Ikaw available on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube. I think one of our very exciting um, content lined up for you is our upcoming production. So if, you know, after all the discussions that we've gone through, of course, you wouldn't miss out on actually mounting one. So just stay tuned on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Just search Art Remix. And of course, Art Remix is an organization that began with these just group of friends, a group of members, really passionate about theater and using, the, uh, using this to create uh, different forms of art and express it through any virtual means. Uh, we are actually uh, soon to open our membership. So if you're one of these aspiring people who really want to just share this community of being passionate and creating art out of it, you can join us. Feel free to check on what we've been doing and share whatever you have in store.
Alright, so this has been Isa and Leah and Nico for Art Remix Unleash the Art in You. This episode of Feeder Mix is directed by Isalianos, hosted by Isalianos, Nico Varona, and Leah De Jesus, with the technical team, Audric Abbas, Jason Ed Ramos, and Marlon Villoso. Theater Mix is a production of Art Remix. Visit our website at www.artremixproductions.com.